Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. Before we go any further, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. If you want to stay up to date with all that's happening in the Tan and J-Man Show nation, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Tan and J-Man Show. Hope you guys enjoy this episode, so stay tuned. You are listening to the Tan and J-Man Show. We are having some... Internet issues, so we will not imagine be on, that. Um, it's always something. We will not be on ISC Sports Network this week. We were for about two minutes. Yeah, for a couple minutes. Thank uh, you. I, I think you got the birdie bogey out there first, but we are starting this thing over. This. Yeah. Episode is brought to you by The Damn Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, The Damn Landing is the place to be. The Damn Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Manitow that focuses on freshness and quality. The Damn Smoke is here every single weekend. It will feature barbecue and steaks. In addition, you can wash it down with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best micro-brews and domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Take in the fantastic views of Lake Manitou their beer garden or outdoor bar area. Whether it be boat or wheels, the Dam Landing is the place to be, located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. You ready for the birdie bogey Let's again? Here it's my second read, but I think I remember what it was. For our but, listeners, uh, it's the first time they've uh, listened to it, unless they caught the TNJ show on the IAC Sports Network for about two minutes while it was on. The three people that were watching. Dude. Yes, let's let's be uh, real with ourselves. The Denver Nuggets earlier today beat the Utah Jazz by a score of one thirty-five to one twenty-five in overtime. Donovan Mitchell of the Utah Jazz finished with fifty-seven points in the, in, in the loss is the third most points in a playoff game in NBA history, trailing what two other guys? Can you repeat it? Because I think I heard you wrong the first time. It's the third most points ever. 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 Okay, two more I, guys. I, I was thinking it was the third most no. points in a loss there's, ever. There's like, two more insane. guys who have scored more okay. points in an NBA playoff game. Who are they? Okay, I think I uh, have two guesses that are probably pretty good, but we'll see here. Birdie Bogey is brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC, fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblenomellc.com. I am currently on their Facebook page to see what uh, they've been doing, and they have not had a post on here since August 7th. I think they were taking a week off of corn selling. I do know selling. that, yes. Um, but... That won't stop you from. Well, Bryce was away on a fishing trip this past week, a family kind of fishing trip, so that's probably why they haven't posted anything. I don't know why I was pointing at the camera I don't either. (laughs) Um, Just letting you do. J-Man, you're on your own little Uh, Get your veggies. I wish wish everybody could have seen that little action you just did there. Are you ready for some education? Yes. In 1920, New York Yankees canceled game with the Cleveland Indians in memory of Ray Chapman, who died on the same day. He got hit in the schnoz and uh, passed away before helmets. Well, that is just terrible. 1933, Major League Baseball player Lou Gehrig plays his then-record 1,308th consecutive game. That was since passed by old Cal Ripken Jr., um, 1957, this is kind of a funny in 
not great one all at the same time. But funny what? I it's it's a funny kind of bad one at the same time. Okay. It made me laugh when I read it though, because that's just how my mind works. <laughs> yeah, you got a sick 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 sense of humor. 1957 baseball player Richie Ashburn fouls and hits Alice Roth twice in the same game at bat playing for the Philadelphia Phillies. First hit breaks her nose. Second one hits her while she's on the stretcher. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> I feel awful for laughing, but I, I don't. Help it. It's classic. 1966, Willie Mays takes second place on all-time home run list. He's currently fifth, and I assume he will end up fifth. Barry Bonds, godfather. Who won the 1969 PGA Championship? Let's go with Jack Nicklaus. Ray Floyd. Darn. Wins first of his four major titles by Raymond, one stroke from South African Gary Player. Both great players. No pun intended. On this date in 1969, the New York Jets beat the New York Giants 37-14 to in their first ever meeting. It was a preseason game, though. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. As I said, Willie Mays uh, became second all-time in baseball and home runs on this day in 1966. Well, seven years later, he hit his 660th in last career homer. Off of? I have no idea. Don Gullett of Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Never heard of him. On this day in 1980, George Brett goes four for four, raising his batting average to 401. Greatest Royal of all time. On August 18th, he was hitting 401. Pretty, pretty, pretty impressive. 1984, Pete Rose returns to Cincinnati Reds as player manager. He got two hits. Player manager. I did not know he ba, 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 was playing ba, ba, ba. how he's managing. Yeah, he was a player manager. I did not know that. I did not know that. I knew he was a manager, but, you know. 1987, Muhammad Ali elected to Ring Magazine's Boxing Hall of Fame. Float like a butterfly, sting like yeah, a Yeah, he wasn't bad. <laughs> On this day in 1989, Orioles shortstop Cal Ripken moves into third place for consecutive games. At that point, he was at 1,208. 1990, Carlton Fisk hits White Sox record 187th career homer. That's not very many. Who is Paul, Paul Canerco all time? I assume is he, he even, would be. Is he over 400? Yes. He's at, I would say, 430. I'm, I'm going to guess 436. I will go with 418. All right, here we go. The moment of truth. What did I say, 434? You said 436, and I said 418. 439. Uh. Damn it! You get a congratulations. Who won the 1997 PGA Championship? 97? Yes. Davis Love the Third. Davis Love the Third. He won by five strokes over Justin Leonard. His only uh, major championship victory. Who won in 2003? Oh, three. I'm trying to think here. Was oh, three Sean McKeel? Sean McKeel it was. Beat Chad Campbell. Never heard of either of them. Uh, McKeel is an IU grad. Oh, Sean McKeel. Interesting. I believe. I'm pretty sure about that. China wins its 33rd gold medal of the Beijing Olympics in 2008 by beating Singapore in table tennis women's team event. Most successful Olympiad ever for China. Um, it doesn't have a name, but won all 10 singles and all five doubles matches. I'm Maybe going out on a team. limb and yeah, saying it would be, you, would, you would have a tough time uh, um, 
saying that name correctly. Yeah, I'm glad it wasn't on there. I'm Stone Island Limb. I could be wrong. It could be a really common name. Team but. event. It was a team event. Oh. So the team. So you'd have to say multiple people. Yes. And that, wouldn't, that would not go well. It'd be fun to watch. 2008 U.S. team. Michael Phelps, Aaron Pearsall, um, Brandon Hansen, Jason Lezak wins the 4x100-meter medley relay, the Beijing Olympics in world record um, time. It was Phelps' eighth gold medal of that game, which broke of that games, which broke Mark Spitz's 1972. Another Indiana grad record. Man, they're just dominating. Yeah, this is disgusting. <laughs> uh, let's see, a lot of a lot of Olympics. Oh, it is August. Usain Bolt won the 200 meter in 2013 at the F- Athletics World Championships. He's the second fastest man in the world behind Josh Mott. <laughs> I am pretty speedy. I think that's it, bro. That's all we got. That's all you got? Well, our internet's back. Is it? Well. At this point, whatever. Yes. Well, if you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, Performa Print House has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one source print and promotional company. Give them a call today at 574-210-3815. So if you want sanitation products such as hand sanitizers, um, I think they could probably even get you some masks, um, all kinds of things. Uh, If you want other things such as water balls, nice water ball with your company or organization logo on, they can do that. They can do, like I said, pretty much anything that uh, you want for your – Next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting. So give them a call today, 574-210-3815, located in northern Indiana. Yes, sir. What you want to start with tonight there, T-Dog? Well, we are a podcast that covers a wide variety of sports. One of our main three topics is the Big Ten Conference. Mm-hmm. Last Monday, we had a good idea where the Big Ten was headed, but no final decisions had been made. About 24 hours after that, probably a little less than 24 hours, last Tuesday, the Big Ten decided they were going to postpone all their fall sports at least until the spring. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've had this kind of old news for big-time sports fans, but we haven't got a chance to talk about it since it became official. I think most other conferences will follow suit, too. Just Well, the Pac-12 did, like yes. three hours later. They were just waiting. They didn't want to be the first, but the Pac-12 is not really getting any backlash. Now, but we also live in the Midwest. People love to crap on the Big Ten. Well, the Big Ten is the most powerful college conference that just doesn't win many championships. It's it's the most powerful college conference. It is overall because uh, football wise, sure the SEC, but overall for all the sports combined, it's the Big Ten. I I would agree. It's probably Um, the most old fashioned because it's got a lot of the same teams in it that it originally had when it began and. Yeah, all original teams. I mean, you think of They're the They're pretty Iowas. much all good acad- academic schools besides Nebraska. And Buckers. Yeah, I'm not sure about Rutgers, you yeah. People just love to crap on the Big yeah. Ten. Uh, it gets annoying after a while. It does. It's, it's, there is such an East and West Coast bias. Mm-hmm. Uh, people always say, there's not an East and West Coast bias. There's a clear East and West Coast bias. <laughs> and they love to shit <laughs> on the can Midwest. You do <laughs> impression again. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they sound that's how every single one of them sounds um 
and they just love to crap on the Midwest. I I compared the Pac-12 to France in World War II. They just they just give up so easy. They, they were just wait, they were just waiting. To, they they had everything written up. They just didn't want to be the first. So they're already thinking, okay, when one conference goes, uh-huh. we're going to be right after. Them. We're 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 going to kind of sneak in behind them, hope no one sees us. Yep. Um, and then we're going to cancel. And of course, the SEC. I mean, you look down there and they don't think this virus even exists anyways. I mean, yeah, you have see you the, seen the images on the, the pictures? Internet? It's insane. They aren't taking it seriously and they think they, they can have football and it's just not going to happen. No. I, I just don't see any conceivable way. I mean, my thing with the Big Ten was why the rush, I guess, is my big thing. Why not delay it for a couple weeks? Yeah. I mean, like, like I agree with you. I don't think – college football is going to happen if it does it will just be a few weeks and then they're going to have to shut it all down anyways but why not just wait and see what the conditions are in a few weeks why i mean why come out with the schedule the previous week on that wednesday have everything lined up and you're trying to start on september 5th and then you just cancel everything literally five days later six days later i will say they were probably weary of having the guys go to class and during this extra time, having guys get it and then it spread throughout the whole team because it spreads quick. I mean, we've seen it in baseball. Look what happened to the Marlins and the Cardinals. Um, so I, I just think they were weary about that happening if they went another two weeks with practice, you know. So I think they just wanted to shut it down right away. And, uh, you know, it sucked and we were all pissed off at the time. Uh, but looking back, it was probably the right idea. Um I don't think Kevin Warren really went about it the right way. Not a well, big fan and, of him. And, and one thing I'm disappointed about, they're not answering any questions. <coughs> they still haven't really come out and said why. They've never really said the why answer. They're not answering anybody's questions. I feel like if they would just handle it a little better from a PR standpoint, that might take a little heat off them. But I didn't listen not. to Warren's press conference afterwards. Um, I heard it was an embarrassment, though, just the way he was deflecting questions. Yep. And all that. Even the um, Nebraska question, because at the time Nebraska was looking to jump ship. Yeah. And, of course, the Big Ten said, nah, not doing it. Um, it will be interesting to see if Nebraska just decides to do it anyways. Well, I, I, what, what, what would happen? Nebraska was one to play. I think it was North Dakota State or something. <coughs> but, yeah, if you go play that game, you're, you're kissing the Big Ten Network money bye-bye. Yeah. You're losing yeah, the $50 no. million dollar yeah. or whatever it is. And so who, who knows if Kevin Warren would have the stones to say, no, we're not going to have you back in here. You're done. Mm-hmm. See ya. Yep. So, um, it's just an interesting time in our world's nation's but history. Supposedly, any day now that the big, <clears throat> this was reported today that the Big Ten is going to announce their spring plans as of right mm-hmm. now for football. So, interested to see what those look like. Yeah. Interested to see if they're close to or pretty similar to Jeff Brom's plan that he kind of released last week. Um, it is kind of sad that these coaches have to be so proactive and try to get ahead of this because the leadership's just not really doing it well i mean they're not the big ten's not going to come out and speculate on what they're going to do they're going to have something set in stone and then announce it that's the i mean the coach sure can do that and all that but the big ten's just not going to come out and say this is what we're planning to do and all that they want to be uh, spot on have a clear um something they didn't have the previous five months before yeah, they, they could have been working on that for five months <laughs> but <clears throat> I don't know how spring football is going to work. Um, you put a poll out there yesterday or two days oh, yes, ago. Yesterday. Well, um, we'll see if I got, got enough connection to bring this up. Because I'm glad you brought that up because I actually wanted to go over the results. 
The poll was uh, – might as well just have you bring it up and then see. The poll's still got a day left, so you can go vote on, on Twitter on, at Tina J Man Show. Would you watch college football in the spring? 44 votes so far with 98% saying yes. I think you were probably the one that said no. <laughs> on, on Twitter, I did say no. Embarrassing. <laughs> uh, uh, Chris G- oh, G- Giannini that mm. we've had on the show before from the Winning Cures Everything podcast, he said, would I watch it? Yes. Would I love the bastardized, uh, bastardized version? I'd be getting no, but I'll take any football I can get at any time. The watered-down football, um, college football, just would not appeal to me in the spring. I, I want to be focused on college basketball um, and spring training, baseball, and into baseball season. Football's the most popular sport in America. Oh, man. I get it. So I think people, if you put it on, people will watch. And especially if somehow in the spring they could have a few fans in the stands. Don't know if that's going to be possible, but yeah. we can talk about fans here in a little bit. Um but also why we're talking about the Big Ten. It's interesting. Penn State's AD came out today, said it's still unclear to him whether or not there was a vote. No one's ever told me there was. I just don't know whether there actually was a vote by the chancellors and presidents. Wow, if that's true. Yeah. There was no vote. Then somebody was lying about something the whole time, about the 12 to 2, then the 8 to 6. Is that what it ended up being? Because Dan Patrick said 12 to 2. And then, then later on it was um, it was 8 to 6. Which Well, Justin Fields has a petition out, which petitions don't change a damn I thing. I signed it. They don't change anything. I know. Um, and oh, the players can come out and say how much they want to play all the time. It's not going to change not gonna nothing. It's not going to change anything because they couldn't care less about the players. And this shouldn't be about the players anyway, let's be honest. Um, well, it should be I, about the health and safety of which, people. Which they're even getting parents. Players are getting parents involved to sign four different Big Ten universities. The parents have come out and said that they want their kids to play. That's still not going to change anything. That's not going to change a thing. They asked Penn State's president today – or somebody did, do you think this outcry, the we want to play movement, the um, petition will change anything? He said, nah, not going to do a thing. I'm just disappointed the Power Fives weren't in unison. Pretty yeah, that's Yeah, that's not a good look. Um, but it is what it is. I mean, when has this country been in unison ever? It's getting worse and worse all the time. Yeah. But uh, NCAA uh, basketball, for basketball said they will have – Announcements ready uh, mid-September as far as starting date or if they have to push things back or whatever. I don't know what's going to happen with basketball because then you're going to get into flu season, like normal flu season, and you're talking about something inside. From a number standpoint, I think it's way more doable to do than football, but I think you're going to have to do some sort of bubble climate, and unfortunately you can't do that for more than about a month because the expenses are just way too high. Unless you bubble them on campus. We could have done that for football. There's there's 90 players, though. Yeah. There's 14 for basketball. 15 I, players for I get basketball. That, but that, they won't do that just for basketball either. You, you, gotta do for, you gotta do it for other winter sports, too. You'd think. You have to. They, I mean, but they, I mean, the NCAA and the Power Five in each school has proven time and again that they don't care about the NCAA. The NCAA has more sports. control for basketball than does football. Think so? I heard that today on the radio oh. when I was driving. They can do more about basketball than they can football. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Basketball would be easier it to is. control. Um, I think if we get college basketball, <clears throat> it's going to be a shortened conference-only season starting in January through March. I don't think we'll see basketball before then. I could be wrong. Well, the Pac-12 already said they're not yeah. playing. Until um, January. Until January, which that sucks for me because Illinois was going to play them. And I think it's pretty telling in that. November. 
you haven't seen the Big Ten release. Well, the Big East also said they're not playing until January. They just they announced did that say last that? week. Because um, the Gavit games weren't ever released. The Big Ten ACC Challenge games haven't been released. When you're not releasing big games like that, yeah. I think it's pretty Which, telling. I mean, they usually have the AC, Big Ten ACC Challenge and the Gavit games, as you said, already released by oh, now. June, yeah. I think. Even, I think the Big Ten ACC Challenge is usually released in May, isn't it? Um, so I just don't think we're going to see that happening. And I, as you said, I think a conference-only season is the most likely I, scenario. <laughs> Trust me, the NCAA does not want to go two years in a row without the NCAA tournament. Absolutely not. I mean, that is, what was it, uh, um, over 80% of their annual revenue came from the TV money in the NCAA tournament. Their annual revenue was like $1.2 billion and they got $800 million I mean, these schools so. are already hurting from football because football is their biggest moneymaker. Yeah. And they're going to do everything in their power to have an – NCAA tournament, yeah, anyway. Because, I mean, for instance, I know Purdue, their estimate is going to lose $50 million from not just having football alone. Hmm. And you got to think that's going to make people cut back on their salaries. That's going to make a lot of people jobless, unfortunately. A lot of people yep. are going to lose their jobs. Um, it's not, not good. And, 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 and that's not counting schools, smaller schools. That's going to hurt even worse. Yep. But uh, here's a few things. I kind of brought up Jeff. Brom's plan here, the basic structure. The spring season would be eight-game season. Starts Saturday, February 27th, and runs through Saturday, April 17th. Then you would have a fall season of 10 games instead of 12, starting Saturday, October 2nd, 2021, running through Saturday, December 11th, 2021. Um, Two-week training camp would start on Saturday, January 16th, and run through Friday, January 29th. 16 hours a week, four days a week, eight hours strength and conditioning, four-hour walkthrough, four-hour meetings and film. Then Saturday, June 30th through Friday, February 26th, you'd have four-week training camp, two days off per week, mandatory, maximum of two practices and full pads per week. Then Saturday, February 27th through Saturday, April 17th, you have eight-game season, no buys, two-week prep before postseason begins. Then Saturday, May 1st through Saturday, May 15th, you would have a six-team playoff, uh, Power 5 conference champs plus wild card, or top two seeds have one one buy round, or it says something about Big Ten Championship, Rose Bowl, or a four-team playoff. Then after the season ends, you'd have full discretionary period up to three months off, no mandatory workouts at this time. Then on uh, July 19th through Friday, August 27th, it would be six weeks. You'd have eight weeks, eight hours per week, summer period. Then you'd have an extra one week uh, off between uh, August 28th through September 3rd. And then your four-week training camp would start on Saturday, September 4th. Two days off per week, mandatory maximum of two practices and full pads per week. Then your games start on October and then the playoffs and um, 16 playoff format in January. What's interesting to me is the the cut down of the pad of practices. Yeah. That's really interesting. But you'd have to. If you're going to try to pull off a spring season and a fall season, have to. you got to uh, take out the risk of injury aside from COVID. Yep. So, I'm with you. I don't know. It's it's something. You're, you're going to see so many players opt out, oh, especially sure. upperclassmen that – are going to get prepared for the draft. Absolutely. Um, so <clears throat> it's just, it's not ideal. 
Oh, and and and, and you're speaking of the NFL draft. I mean, you're looking at the draft. Assuming no college football happens at all, my gosh, I feel bad for those NFL scouts because this is going to be the toughest NFL draft in history because mm-hmm. you have to go clear, clearly on tape from two years ago. Two almost. years ago, and then the combine workouts. Yep. Assuming that all happens, which I think it will. Yep. The combine, but because I think the NFL is going to happen, I hope to God it happens. Oh, the NFL is going to happen. Um, Easy. I mean, we're getting close. We're 23 <laughs> days away, I think, from the season opener between is the Kansas really? City Chiefs. And Houston Texans on a Thursday night, which the Chiefs came out today and said they can they're going to have twenty two percent capacity, which equals sixteen thousand fans. That's uh, a lot more than I thought anybody would get in their stadium in the NFL season. So to do that in September, we'll see if that grows or goes down. But the NFL is leaving it up to every single city for their own attendance policies. Seems dumb. Hmm. Well, you knew if if they allowed Kansas City to make their own tense policy, they were gonna have some fans for that. It's Missouri for one. For, well, and for for that <laughs> first game because they won their first Super Bowl in, in franchise history, huh. so they're gonna try everything they can to get a few fans in there to see that all the celebrations and everything. But according to our good friend, friend Cameron Screen, they're gonna allow tailgating too. That surprised me. But yeah, nothing like we'll see. Uh, Grilling stuff, drinking beer, and talking real close to somebody. that uh, That'll go great. Man, it's, yeah, yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, college campuses are about to have all their students come back, and, yeah, I don't know how any of this is going to go. It's not going to go well. I mean, our buddy um, said that the rumor was, anyway, that um, at a – but did they say rival community college? Small. Just small college. Um, that they tested every single one of their athletes, 400. They had 90 positives. Which is. That's a lot. That's about the most I've heard of. That's almost 25%. Yeah. Positivity rate. So, not great. Nope. Moving on to baseball. I don't want to talk too much about this. Cause the Cubs are about to lose their fourth in a row. But. Struggles, man. This, it's the thing, man. I mean, they're not as good as 13-3, and three, but they're not as bad as 0-4, you know. And people just freak out. It is the absolute Well, worst. it's also because people haven't had sports to sure. freak out about in so and long. And every single game is so magnified yes. in a short season like this. Absolutely. It, it just feels so much worse than it is. I mean, Cubs, if if they lose with what the score will be, um, of these four games, they will have lost by a combined five runs. Yeah. So, I mean, that crap happens. Um, but anyway, moving on to baseball. The Reds had a player test positive um, and had their final two games against the Pirates wiped out. Don't haven't heard a word about it since. Of course, I have muted that word on Twitter. What? The Reds. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I don't know what wow. ha- what's happening. Um, the Oakland Athletics are in fuego right now. Best record in the sport. Tied for the best record in the sport. At 16-6. and six, Scored five runs in the ninth inning. Um, on Friday night with Steven Piscotty hitting a grand slam to tie it and then ended up winning in extras. On Saturday night, they scored four runs in the ninth, capped off by a Mark Canna three-run bomb with two outs to win 7-6. On Sunday, they were tied 2-2 two to two in the fifth and went on to put up a nine spot in the fifth inning and win 15-3. to three. Uh, So they are on fire right now. The New York Yankees are also in fuego. Sitting at 15-6. and six. They're Well, it helps that they played the crappy Red Sox pretty much all week long. I was just about to say, they're already 6-0 and against the Red Sox, who are 6-16. and 16. I think they're, they're done. Terrible. 
Um, they have had some bad injury news with Stanton and Judge being put yep. on the injured list. That's not is um, that really a surprise though? No, those guys have a real hard time. I mean, especially when healthy. it comes to Stanton. But Clint Frazier's come up from the taxi squad, and he has two homers and eight RBIs in four games. Um, DJ LeMay, he's hitting over 400 so far. Garrett Cole's been awesome. Bullpen's been awesome, led by Zach Britt and Chad Green and Adam Adovino. Adovino. Uh, Mookie Betts, the Los Angeles Dodgers, hit three homers in a game against the Padres on Thursday night. He'd already tied the all-time record for three homer games in a career with six. Can you name the two other guys to do this? To hit what? I'm sorry. To have six three-homer games in a career. He's already tied the major league record. Two other guys have done it. Six. One guy played in our lifetime. One guy's a long, long time ago. Six three-homer games in a career? Albert Pools? No. Johnny Mize was the one you wouldn't get. The other guy will maybe upset you. Reggie Jackson. Slamming Sammy Sosa. Oh, said wow. this guy played in our lifetime. Uh, Mookie Sorry. Betts Looking up other things. has swung at 101 pitches in the strike zone this season. He's only missed once. That's insane. That's just a ridiculous strikeout or contact rate. The Baltimore Orioles at 12-9 and and the Miami Marlins at 9-6 and are both playing surprisingly good baseball and have a legitimate shot at a playoff berth. Baltimore's postseason odds are 57%. Marlins are 34%. Told you they were going to meet in the World Series. Cardinals pitcher Roel Ramirez gave up four home runs in a row yesterday to the White Sox in his Major League debut. Yeah, that was <laughs> one after another after another after another. Moving on to the Chicago Cubs. You you missed another crazy stat. What was it? The Cleveland Indians yesterday beat the Detroit Tigers for their 20th straight time. Oh, 20, I saw that on the Twitter. And wow, I that's, a lot of, that's a lot of consecutive over. wins over an opponent. Tigers have been real bad. Um, here lately. The Indians, with those two guys, Zach Plezak and Mike Clevenger, testing, or they didn't even test positive. They just went out, broke protocol. Um, they sent them down to their taxi store. Oh, I don't know they if better learn their lesson. Remote, yeah. Uh, Oliver Perez, who's been around. Is Major it that Baseball. hard to follow the rules for no. a little bit? Oliver Perez has said, or said, I will opt out. He's one of their better lefty relievers. I will opt out of the season if they are not sent down. So, who knows if they'll bring them. I'm sure they'll bring them back up. Those two are the best starters, man. I don't get it. But the Cubs went 3-3 three and three this past week, just as I predicted. I said they'd go 3-3. Three and three. Yes, did. They did. It was kind of crappy the way it happened, though. So, they started out 3-0 and oh and then left a sour taste in the mouth the rest of the week. Offense has become frustrating. They scored. They have scored the most runs in baseball in the sixth inning or later this season um, and had struggled in the first few innings to start this past week, so it kind of matched up. But this past weekend, they started off real hot, getting out three, getting up three runs early on Saturday and Sunday, but uh, completely disappeared the rest of the game. Um, have to give credit to Brewers pitchers Adrian Hauser and Josh Lindblom out of Purdue. Purdue. He pitched in the KBO, I believe, or maybe Japan. I think it was the KBO. Yes, Brewer signed he was like an MVP. He was pretty good. Over there. Um, starting pitching continues to be fantastic. Alec Mills and John Lester uh, threw one really bad mistake in their games on um, Friday and Sunday, both giving up a three-run homer. Um, Kyle Hendricks has been s- sensational. He uh, was pitching really well today into the seventh inning of this really stupid seven-inning doubleheader, but he get, ended up giving up two Unleash runs. Unleash your frustrations, J-Man. In the seventh. I guess we're not on TV, so nope. I don't really say whatever I want. Um, but you, Darvish has s- submitted himself, believe it or not, as an early Cy Young candidate. Still poo to me. 
41st time, he struck out 10 or more times or 10 or more people in a game in his career. He could go on to break all of like Nolan Ryan's records. On he is the top guy in Major League Baseball history in strikeouts per nine innings. Did you know that? Nope. He's been awesome. He's really turned it on, too, uh, since the second half of last year. Tyler Chatwood was just put on the injured list with lower back tightness, so they called up Tyson Miller to make his Major League debut against the Cardinals tonight or on Monday. A lot of people probably won't listen to this tonight, uh, but on Monday, so I'm predicting it goes poorly. So hopefully uh, we can look back and laugh at me, and I was wrong. I like looking back and laughing at stuff. Yeah, I say a lot of stuff that Tanner likes to laugh at. Bullpen's been slightly better, but still pretty rough around the edges. Craig Kimbrell has thrown two consecutive scoreless innings where he saw his velocity up and command was better. I really think he's been tipping pitches, and on Friday and Saturday night, he was repeating his delivery much better. Wasn't having his front shoulder fly open. Uh, The no-good, stupid, idiot Cardinals, because of their extreme selfishness, now are coming to Chicago, and the Cubs will have to play them five freaking times in three days. Four of those games will be seven innings. Cubs are being punished because that a horrendously terrible franchise filled with the most unlikable players and humans on the face of the earth who are watched by the worst fan base in the history of the world decided to go to a casino. That's my thoughts on the Cardinals. Um, but Cubs are in a slump right now. They have to bounce back and find a way to win at least two of these five just to kind of... Because Car- Cardinals could be two and a half games up on the Cubs after missing 18 games. I hate this. See, that, that's the thing about this season. I said before, I, we can't get too high or too low. It's the we, It's a, just a weird season. Nobody can, you know, really evaluate anything. And the season happens, and people just freak out. Calm yourselves. <laughs> I keep looking at the camera. Hey, you got good camera awareness. It took you 196 episodes <laughs> over there. <laughs> Muscle memory. That's all I got, man. I don't want to talk baseball the rest of the night. Hope you're okay with that. I really don't care. Um, I did want to mention, I forgot to mention this when we were talking about the polls. I asked the same question on Facebook, and we got five comments from people all saying yes, they would watch spring football. Yeah. Um, a few of them, you know these people. Um, I can't pronounce her name. How can you not pronounce her not name? Not her that name. Just pronounce it. Donahue? It's it's Amanda Combs. Yeah. She's Amanda. she's my aunt. Yes, I, I knew that. Donahue's her maiden Donahue, name. okay. Yeah, after I kind of read that. Then. She said, absolutely, whatever season, I'm down. Huge he, Iowa fans. Bill Wyatt was a sub at Rochester when we, we went there in school. He said, Sherwood. Jackie Baker, she works at First Federal Savings Bank with me. One of the nicest ladies you'll ever meet. She says, yes. Lou Mutt. Louie. Says, yes. And uh, Daryl. Or Darrell Triplet, Daryl says yes. Have you ever seen the name Daryl spelled before? Not really. Really? Yeah. Well, there hasn't been a Daryl for like Purdue football or Broncos. <laughs> well, I, I just put that guy out of my name, out of my memory. Couldn't even tell you how to spell his last name if it was one Z or two. I'm not good at pronouncing names. I think it was two L's, wasn't it? One Z, two L's. I don't care. The guy went 9-33. and 33. I could care less about him. He wore his hat like an idiot, and I hope he never coaches again. You always do this to me, so I'm going to do it to you. You loved him. You wanted him he so bad when you, when you hired him. Then I wanted Butch Jones, who was their number one you choice. You also wanted that, which that would have been just who as bad. Who was their number one choice. Maybe not just as bad. I don't know if Hazel was their number two, three, four, five. We'll never know. Choice. Never know. 
Yeah. Don't really care. I want him to keep. I want him to keep Danny Hope. To be honest, I thought he deserved one more year, but it wouldn't have mattered. It was still went in the same way. I did see Big Ten records um, from. I think it was since 2010. Um, Purdue, Indiana, and Illinois were real bad. Yeah, it doesn't help like, when. Uh, I I, th- I think they were all 40 games under 500. Yeah, I think every single one of them. I don't know if I can go back and find that. It was real bad. Sure. I mean, Daryl won three Big Ten games. Three in four years. It's pretty bad. It's awful. How many of those were against Illinois? Two. Two and one against Nebraska. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, I can't find it anywhere else. Yeah. But, but I wanted to give people um, their notice there, their shout-out. Um, I don't know if – I have a feeling the Instagram one already expired. But it was a resounding. Last time I checked yesterday, it was everybody said yes. Yeah, I think did I vote on that one? Because I think I said yes on that one. Uh, at that time, you hadn't. It was fifteen yeses, zero noes at that time, mm. and I'd never checked the fun results. That's my fault. I'm a bad host. You stink. I, I assume they'd all be yes, though. I can't imagine any idiot saying no except me. <laughs> well, you know, and I'm I'm already, you know, I'm trying to come in terms that college football ain't gonna happen, but. Last night I stepped outside about ten thirty at night to let my dog out, and it just it felt like a fall night out last night. I'm like, this is gonna be depressing in a month and in two months when it's gonna be like this on nice weekends and there's just gonna be no football to watch on Saturday. The NFL, man, maybe, definitely. There's if, if they move their games to there's Saturday, there's no way they wouldn't move their you know, games. They'd be to stupid Saturday. not to. They'd be real stupid not to. There'll be no college football. I should say no. Smells of tailgating. No marching bands playing in the distance. I hate marching bands. No, uh, you hate fun. You no, hate uh, flyovers. You went in the bathroom because you were scared of a flyover. No, I didn't. 100%. No, I swear to God I did not. 2008. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. That was the bald-faced lie. It's not. Nope. Yes, it is. I don't know why I keep looking in the camera. Yes, it is a bald-faced <laughs> lie. I have no idea what you're talking about. Really? No, no. Maybe that was somebody. Freaking idea. No, maybe that was somebody else. <laughs> I swear to God, I have no idea what you're talking about. Maybe that was somebody else. Huh. I, I mean, did. when I was little, I did like flowers, but I, I never went to the bathroom. I high five one. I do like mace, making uh, baseless accusations. That's kind of my thing. So. I mean, when I was like five on my first Purdue game, the cannon went off, and I thought they were going to kill was- us. I was thinking of someone else. <laughs> <A> jerk. <laughs> Maybe I dreamed it. But and then, then, then that passed. And then today I'm driving up to play golf tournament from work, and this car passed me all decked out in Notre Dame stuff. And then my hatred just that boiled. Do- I said, okay, if we're going to have college football season, I'm going to root against them harder than I ever have in my life. That's what we should do. Become diehard ACC fans this year if they have a season, which they won't. Oh, if they have a season, I'm going to buy a T-shirt of every single um, opponent Notre Dame plays. I'd even say we need to get our sponsors involved in this. And uh, most of them probably like Notre Dame, though. Yeah, I was going to say they can buy us season tickets to each or <laughs> t- tickets to each game. Yes, and fly us out there, and we can be in the stands. I do know one of our sponsors doesn't it's, like Notre Dame. I know one's a and one's a huge one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, speak, speaking of him, I need to get to my bucket prediction of the week here. Yeah, I'm pulling one up for you here, and that might help. Who you. who won the golf tournament on? Well, the weekend? it was a. Uh, well, I'm 
who who did win yesterday? It was a not it was not a household name. Which means he wasn't in the top fifteen power rankings from last week. I don't believe so. Sweet, J Man got to book it right. I don't believe so. Um, man, this is taking me forever to find. Um, what was the tournament called? Wyndham. Yes. It's amazing the PGA Tour takes everything down after the tournament's over. Why can I not find it? Wyndham Tournament. Right there. Is that who it was? Yeah. He won it? Jimmy Herman? Jim Herman. Yeah, over Jim Billy Horschel. Yep. I can't imagine he's in the top 15 <clears throat> power rankings last week. So, J-Man gets a – well, I guess I don't get anything. I just get but pride. <laughs> anyways, the FedEx Cup playoffs are starting this week. So, the next three weeks are the playoffs for, the, for golf. You got the Northern Trust Open this week. Here's your 20 guys for your power rankings on PGATour.com. Terrell Hatton, Patrick Cantley, Alex Noren, Hideki Matsuyama, Gary Woodland, Rory McIlroy. This will be the <laughs> J-Man's bucket prediction. Surprise, surprise. Of the week. Rory will win this tournament. You can book it. He is a two-time winner and the all-time earnings leader at TBC Boston. Boston. He's from Ireland. A lot of Irishmen He's out there. Six in for Boston. six in the restart of making cuts, but he only has one top thirty. J Man's book of prediction of the week is brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for life, home, auto, renters, business, workers' comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is Travis.watchering at infb.com. At 14, you got Daniel Berger, 13, Adam Scott. 12, Siwoo Kim. 11, Billy Horschel, who was the runner-up this past weekend. 10, Xander Schauffele. 9, Patrick Reed. 8, Tony Finau. 7, John Rahm. 6, Jason Day. 5, Webb Simpson. 4, Dustin Johnson. 3, Colin Morikawa, PGA Championship winner. Number 2, Justin Thomas. Number 1, Mr. Muscle himself, Bryson DeChambeau. You also have Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, Ricky Fowler. Each of former winners at TBC Boston didn't make the list. Brooks Kepka who just missed the cut over the weekend, not on the list. Jordan Spieth, Justin Rose, Tommy Fleetwood, other notables, not on the list. So after this week, the playoffs will cut down to the top 70 in points. I like it. Who am I picking to win? I will go with Xander Shoffley. I like it. I don't know why. He just stands out to me. So I'm picking him. It's as good a reason as any. Did you know one of sports' biggest events is happening this weekend? I did, but I was trying not The greatest to spectacle know. in racing in the world, Indianapolis 500. Indy 500. Give me Andretti. Taking the pole setter, huh? Is he the sit polar pole yep. setter? He's the, uh, his grandfather Mario last started first in 1987. His father Michael never earned the pole. So Andretti made some history yesterday. He's going to be on the front row with a pair of previous Indy 500 winners, Scott Dixon. I've heard of him. Takuma so- Soto. Never Soto. heard of him. Uh, you got Ryan Hunter Ray at fifth, James Hincliffe at sixth, Graham Rahal seventh, Alexander Rossi ninth. I'm just reading some guys I've heard of. Ed Carpenter, row six, also with Connor Daly there. Will Power was in the eighth row with Tony Kanaan. Heard of him. Uh, Hilo Castroneves. Heard of him, too. He'll start in row 10. 
and J.R. Hildenbrand starting in the back row, hole at, or row 11. I've heard of more of those guys than I thought I would. So, you were going with Marco to win his first He's never 500. won one? No, his really? career's never really been as good as it should have. Got the bloodline, though. He was really close to winning in 06, but Sam Horst Jr. passed him on the last lap. wonder how long it took him to get over that one. Man. Well, probably a while. <laughs> He's still at it 14 years later trying to win it. Who am I going with? I want to go with a Honda car. Honda. Shut up, Honda. Mm. We're going to go with Joseph Newgarden. I like it. 13th. I like it. Yep. That's what I'm going for. It's good. It's a good pick. Don't know much about any car racing, so I'm probably going to be way off. But Joseph, you're the man this weekend. All righty. You want to... Uh, one more, one more story we didn't hit on. How good old Alex Smith? Oh, he's gonna play, yeah. making a Maybe. return. Made a return to the practice field yesterday for the Washington football team after 16 surgeries on his leg. About lost his about leg. About lost his leg. About lost his life. Incredible. Yeah. Perseverance to keep pushing along. I mean, they said his leg was pretty much shattered completely, like glass. I am hoping he gets a chance over Dwayne Haskins. Why? I want to see a great comeback story. What team still kind of needs? Is there anyone out there that I could think really he'll be their backup this year. Use a starter, though? No. They could trade him? I wouldn't say anyone yet. Because isn't there... Now, Cam, I think I'd like... Cam's on the Patriots. I was going to say, I think I'd like the Alex Smith fit better in New England than the Cam Newton one, but... I thought there's another decently named quarterback who's still a free agent, but I think they all signed with somebody now. I think Cam was the last one because Jameis went to New Orleans. Man. Dalton went to Dallas. Wouldn't call him that big a name anyways, but. Yeah. Yep. Good for him. Yeah, I thought that, that was a pretty really cool, cool video there. That, they were that put a smile on my face yesterday and not too many things put smiles on my face say, right now. I was going to say, not too many smiles coming from Particularly any this of past us. week with the Big Ten news because, I mean, Big Ten, like it says, one of our three main topics we cover along with MLB and NFL. We cover other stuff, of course, PJ Tour and NBA, which we can cover them yet. We can do quick NBA predictions real quick. Well, we did that in October. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, but I mean, I'm going to keep the same I th- one. I think the series is going to be pretty uh, pretty easy to predict. Um, but anyways, like I was saying, the Big Ten, with not playing football, we've got to come up with other things to talk about. We've been doing it for months, to be honest, in, yeah. a, in a real tough time to talk anything because there was nothing forever. And we, we always had hope that found a way that our, everything would come back. But yeah, now that the like Cubs that. have lost four in a row, I wish it wouldn't have. <laughs> but I got the uh, I, I, the Celtics are winning right now over the Seventy Sixers. I think they'll win that series. That'll be a pretty good. I think one, the though. Raptors will beat the Nets. I think the Nuggets will beat the Jazz. Mm. I do think the Mavericks will upset the Clippers. In that what, series. Is that a 6-3 or 5-4 or 7-2? Couldn't tell you. Um, oh, it's it's 5-4, oh. I think. Because 6-3 is uh, Jazz Nuggets. And really those 5-4s are such toss-ups anyway. I think the Pacers will beat the Heat. Mavs, Mavs Clippers is 7-2. Oh. I believe the Clippers are the two. I did not. Oh, I guess they have Paul George. So then the o- Oklahoma City's in the 4-5 with the Rockets. Okay. Yeah. Which I think the Rockets will win that. Nuggets, Jazz, 3-6. I think the Lakers will beat the Blazers. I do too. But I think I could see that series being a fight. I think the Rockets will beat the Thunder, like I said. I think the Bucks will sweep the Magic. 
I think the Pacers will beat the Heat. Um, it's hard to disagree with him. But originally, I had Sixers Clippers finals with the Sixers winning back in October, but I don't think that's going to happen now. I think I had the Bucks Clippers, maybe. Sounds right. I think we both had a Clippers. I think I might have had the Clippers. I think you did. But I think I'm going to change it to the Bucks. Yeah. Big Giannis um, fan. You well, know, I just took out the number two Clippers out of the playoffs in my uh, predictions. Yeah, 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 Dallas. Yeah, um, which I, in my head, forgot the Clippers have Kawhi and Paul George both. <laughs> I was still thinking they were like the Lou Williams-led Clippers. I was still thinking they were CP3 yeah, and Blake. Um, yeah, I'm going to be boring. I'm going Lakers, Lakers Bucks Boo. finals. And the Lakers win it because I just think you're, you're going one one and I'm going one two. And I it's think kind of boring, and I th- well, it's the NBA. It is boring, but I think yeah. uh, especially I think the they do it for Kobe. I think they were on pace so, to do it before Corona happened, and uh, I don't like the Rona. Lakers. But if they have to do it this year, well, I'd be fine with it. I wouldn't. I still don't like them. Yeah. You want the birdie bogey one more time, yes, sir? As we wrap up a little shorter episode than usual. Well, hopefully, we'll be back at it next Monday. Well, if not, you always got the audio. The audio will always be here for you audio listeners. Yes, it's it's the people that are watching on the IC Sports Network that are suffering this week. So, Well, the Nuggets, like I said, defeated the Utah Jazz earlier today, 135 to 125 in overtime. Donovan Mitchell of the Utah Jazz finished with 57 points in the loss. It's the third most points in a playoff game in NBA history, trailing what two players? Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is the top guy with 63 points in 1986 against the Celtics. There's two guys that are in my head right now. Maybe three. Um, man, if 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 I sit, is it it? I want to I want a hint, but I don't want a hint because it seems like the hint would probably give it away. Um, is this guy in the Hall of Fame? Yes. Okay, so that narrows it down to two. Who was the guy you weren't thinking in the Hall of Fame? I was thinking maybe Lillard did it because it seems like he does that oh. crap all the time. Um, man, there's two guys. I'm going to go with Larry Bird, but hold on. The other guy I was thinking is Dominic Wilkins. Neither of them. Okay, good. Who was it? Elgin Baylor. Wasn't that? 61 and 1962, also against the Celtics. I'll take a par. You got a par. You can walk away with a par today. Elton Baylor, that's a tough one. Yep. I wasn't even thinking. I was thinking Larry Legend. Now, I, and I got to admit, this is our 196th episode. I don't know how many episodes I've given you the birdie bogey question because it used to be every episode until we that started switching me. back and forth. That was the latest I think I ever went in my preparation. <laughs> I think I got this literally like 30 minutes before the show started. It works, man. But I, good one. I, I have like a few saved on my phone just I forget. And I mean, I ne- usually if I'm scrambling bad enough, I can get my dad's help, but yeah. couldn't do that tonight. So I, I used to just search Twitter for stuff. Yep. Thanks for listening to the Tan and J Man Show. We'll be back at it live on the ISC Sports Hopefully. Network. If the internet works. Week. Hopefully. Uh, have a great rest of the week, everybody. We'll see you later.